Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast Breakfast Edition. We are bleary-eyed on Monday morning, but two pro wins keeping us warm. Alan, how are you, pal? Good. Feeling good. Getting, you know, close to Christmas. Yeah, yeah. you had a game of squash last night as well, so a big Sunday night for you. <laughs> it, it was. I then topped off with a massive massa man. So I'm feeling a massa man curry. Yeah, yeah feeling a little nice. bit groggy. That is, that is quite exotic for you. Yeah. I love a mass man. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great curry. Matt, you all right? You got some new specs on? Obviously, great radio to describe what you're looking like. But yeah, that's good. But then he looks like Harry Potter. He does look a little bit like Harry yeah. Potter. Yeah, it's a good one. It's, not a, crack, as, it's a cracker, that guy. Not as cool. <laughs> well, yeah, not for, as cool as Harry Potter. Not as cool as Harry <laughs> Potter. Is, Thank you very much for coming back and joining us. Sorry, we've been away for a little while uh, but the twitter has been popping off as ever at thistle rugby pod instagram thistle unsort rugby unsort pod and please send us your christmas well wishings your review of the decade into the mailbag we'll talk about that next week at the thistle rugby at gmail.com um we're going to get into some news then we're going to talk about um obviously the first uh, week of the back-to-back european games glasgow downing la rochelle and uh edinburgh I've literally forgotten who they're playing. Wasps. wasps. Playing wasps <laughs> and being them. God, Friday night seems like a long time ago. It does. It does Monday actually. morning, it feels like a yeah, long does time actually. away, doesn't it? Um, but first, why don't we talk about um, news that came out this week. John Barkley, Scotland legend, has retired from international rugby. He's going to crack on with Edinburgh, but he's called a halt to his Scotland career after the Rugby World Cup in uh, Japan. Lads, any thoughts on, uh, on Barkley stepping down? I mean, I, th- I think he'd been considering it for a while. 
like young family and all that that sort of stuff and it, it was obviously a big commitment um yeah it's a shame but i think he's, he's obviously he's had such an amazing career that you know maybe post the world cup when he wasn't getting picked for those first you know the first team games against japan yeah. and, and um maybe he just sort of felt the writing was on the wall could fully concentrate on his family for the concentrate in edinburgh keep himself fit it seems like a good, yeah. good decision. It feels at like the right time because there's a lot of sort of reinforcements coming through in that position. People like Jamie Ritchie, Hamish yeah. Watson putting the yeah. stamp yeah. on that. Magnus Bradbury, guys coming through. Um, if he was loose head prop, they would have like rejected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. They were like, actually, John, have you ever thought about playing loose head Yeah, I know. <laughs> Doubled his match fee. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, as I was thinking about it. You do forget that he was out in the cold. Like in the prime of his career by Scott yeah. Johnson and then Vern Cotter. And this was a time when a lot of that was spent playing at the Scarlets, where he came in as an outsider and was quickly made the captain. In a, te- in a team that up. had like Jonathan Davies in it. Yeah. Like um I don't I don't I'd love to know what happened there. Yeah. Maybe in like Barclays book it'll all come out. Yeah. I I'd wonder if it'll be Scott Johnson being a prick. Almost high certainly. chance <laughs> could could well be yeah high chance that happening. Well, what do you think? Um, as I'm not doing a quiz, what do you think John Barkley's win percentages oh. over the 76 matches in his Scotland career? That's interesting because he would have played at a time when they basically lost every match. I and did, then I did the see end. that he's got the best ever uh, win percentage of a Scotland captain ever. That, that was my second question. That's the second yeah. question. So he's also beaten everyone in the Scotland shirt apart from New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, no. Is he not? No, there's one other country. Oh, right. Tom English is Mr. Porter. One game against Tonga in 2012. Oh, which, which they lost. That was so bad. <laughs> so he's beaten everybody but Tonga and New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, win oh, percentage, uh, 40. 38. Higher. Higher? Yeah. 45. 48%, supposedly. Over 78 caps. That's yeah. actually But a then, what do you think his Six Nations win record is? Oh, Ooh. dear. 10? <laughs> 20, 25? Yeah, something uh, like that. It is 32%. And then 67% as captain. It's a very That's pretty shift. impressive. Yeah. I can imagine that. Like, it doesn't happen very much every, anymore, but he was called into the Scotland squad straight from school. Yeah, yeah. By Matt Williams. Like, Jamie Dover being signed straight from school from Glasgow is like a big deal now. Yeah. Going straight into the Scotland training camp. No, I, no, I, no, I know, and, and at a time when like the structures were basically like, non-existent, there yeah, wasn't yeah, there yeah. wasn't an academy or anything. Um, but I think he went from by all accounts from the Scotland training squad to them playing for Glasgow Hawks twos. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're probably not ready, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, one there's only one of the killer bees still um, still going. Well. I, or is Johnny BT? BT's not on the Bion website anymore, by all accounts. But not? there's been no sort of. There's been no, I've seen no of official. Yeah, I've exactly. Moving into like player coach kind of role at Bayon. I don't honestly know. Because um, there definitely was like a big like Mark Palmer article at the end of last year chatting about like Johnny BT in, in Bayon. So I'm assuming he is still there, but oh well. Like, how great were the Killer Bees back in the day? Oh, so good. It was also part, it was during a time when we were looking for anything to clutch onto of sort of like yeah. success. And you're like, yeah. wow, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> And then good old days. I remember probably obviously as part of one of the worst games in the world. Um, but when Barkley made that break against Wales 
Yeah, it ran through well, uh, it, over the top of Hook. Yeah, it ran over the top of Hook and ran in. I was literally like losing my mind. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> it's the best first half ever. I know. Literally the best first half of all yeah. time. We don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so what, he's got another two years? I, I don't know, does he? Well, because what, he came, to, he came back to Edinburgh last summer in 2018 yep. on a three-year contract, I think. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was kind of... Do you think it's maybe not worked out as well as they were hoping? I kind of got the feeling then that he was like going to come back to Edinburgh and they were going to manage him and he was going to have like another three years with yeah. Scotland. But we had he was badly in, he was yeah, injured yeah. for I think that's vast had quite a big impact. last season. Yeah, I think they'll still get their money's worth. They'll still get big games. You'll be able to roll out John Barkley. Yeah. in the next like eighteen months, and he will still put in an awesome shift for Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Reduce the, the the load time. It's that leadership as well. Like that, yeah, that's probably exactly. what they might actually miss most in the Scotland camp. Like a guy who's had that many caps and yeah. that, that much experience. But I just think it's hard as a back row these days to probably last past thirty three at like international level. Yeah. You're yeah. Fucking your body up yeah. so badly. Look yeah, like Wolfton, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah. Well done. Well done, Barkley. Well done, John. Well done to you him. You have my approval. Yeah, he's, he's got <laughs> the, the coveted seal of approval. I mean, he might as well retire completely now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, what else is there more to win? Um, another player which we hold in high regards, um, Glasgow legend Leone Nakarawa, has been sacked by Racing Metro. It's been a bit of a saga, which we've talked about for the last couple of months after he didn't come back from the World Cup. He's now officially been sacked, and Glasgow have said that they are interested in re-signing him. Mm. I guess it's now just down to whether they can, whether they've got deep enough pockets, because there will be a lot of interest in him. I mean, the fact that um, Steve Diamond did an interview in Times at the weekend, and he said he's too expensive, like, and Sale have been chucking around the cash. Yeah, but maybe that's because they've spent all of their available cash. Well, quite possibly. Because they have emptied their coffers on basically South African World Cup winners. But still, for them to be like surprised at how expensive he is would make you think that he's commanding, yeah, demanding he's, some I'm, really good work. He's like God, he's godfather to Ryan Wilson's kids. He <laughs> wants to come back to Bears End. Uncle Knack Knack needs to come home. <laughs> Uncle Knack Knack is coming home on a reduced contract. Do you think he would take a reduced contract to play at Glasgow again? Well, they offer him how, enough. How old is he? Do we know? Uh, I was going to say like 28, 29. Right. I, don't I reckon they were. If you were like, how about you just take like a one year for the rest of the year? You can. Play, he's thirty one. Mm. Um, to be fair, he's probably got like a few years left. And there's rumours of Toulon being interested. <sighs> but then Toulon, Bujalal no longer owns Toulon, so maybe they don't have the cash. <laughs> they just signed Etzebeth, and, and Bujalal's like, say goodbye to the yeah. cash. Yeah. <laughs> have fun with his current wage bill. I I also think from Dave Rennie's comments that. He's, they're probably not going to get because he was he was very much more if we can get the necessary funding together yeah which ultimately every team in the world is like if I could get the necessary funding yeah I would yeah. have Leonel Leonel I think for, I think for Glasgow it's just like oh, we really need a bit of good news let's just say we're trying to get him and then they can yeah. always be like ah oh, we still, just can't yeah compete. still quite surprising that they would come out and say like normally Rennie Rennie's not mentioned a single like player he's been courting. Maybe it's just because it's a special case. He um, does love Glasgow. Yeah, clearly. I think it is yeah. clear that Nakarara does love yeah, Glasgow. That's I, I, do, I do think that he would, if it was a one-year deal or something, take a pay cut from... Oh, you probably have to. get him a middle management position at Malcolm Group. Yeah. On the side. Dave, Dave like, Hutchinson suggested that on, on Twitter. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> a stake in the Malcolm Group and he doesn't have to work the night shifts. Just get a wee sales role at SP Network. <laughs> SP Energy Networks, yeah. 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 Selling yeah. generators around Scotland. 
To be fair, I imagine there's a lot of like small businesses that would like really appreciate like Nakawara like turning up and just being that friendly. Yeah, space. definitely. Trying to sell you like a massive generator for yeah. your farm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see um someone uh, Chris Boyd was asked about Northampton signing Ben Youngs at the weekend after they lost to Leinster, and he was like, "I have never spoken to Ben Youngs in my life. We have no interest in signing." 30-year-old-plus English players from other clubs. Thanks. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I really like that response. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. Well, we will see. We'll keep an eye on um, uh, Knack Knack coming back to Glasgow. If you, uh, yeah, and if anyone, if anyone spots him, as I think as you tweeted, Buchanan Galleries, yeah. the Kelvin Grove, well, we did Mother did India. Say he, was seen in, he was seen on McCann Street a couple of weeks ago when he was meant to be in Fiji. Rumours he was in Bamboo on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> He was. He's in, the Corin- he's in the Corinthian after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody knows what's going on. Well, if you do get any sightings, please let us know. And there was also a spate of re-signings from Glasgow and Edinburgh, which we'll just run over very quickly. Pierre Schumann um, has signed a long-term, undisclosed long-term contract with Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, James Johnson and Chris Dean also re-signed uh, with deals in Edinburgh. Carl Stein re-signed at Glasgow. And Gordy Reid, it was a couple of weeks ago now, um, right off the back of saving an arsonist from a burning building, has re-signed at Glasgow. So he's now a professional rugby player again. You, so, ca- you called it on. What? That Gordy Reid coming to Ayrshire Bulls would definitely be seen in the Glasgow shirt again. Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, that's now... He, he's going to be seen SRU in a Scotland shirt again. The SRU yeah. have realised that he is the only loose head prop available. Yeah. And they're like, we need to get him playing professional rugby at least. Yeah. So, <laughs> no. Do you know what? Gordy Reid stocks at an all-time high at the moment. It really is. He is. Yeah. Everyone loves him. So, um... We might be speaking to him next week. Yeah, we're in negotiations with him to get get the the full details of the... uh, He's commanding quite a hefty appearance fee these days. It is quite a lot. Particularly after the fire. He's commanding an awful lot. We'll see what we can do um, for that. But overall, I think all of those players deserved re-signing. Schumann, obviously, a big one. Schumann's probably the biggest, isn't Mm. he? Um, Obviously, other than Christine great great yeah, work it goes without saying yeah. christine's dead to me we've discussed this oh yeah of course ever since he stabbed us in the back and presented yeah. the Edinburgh pod yeah i know it's um who is christine i don't know <laughs> not interested <laughs> pierre Schumann, 2023 is when he becomes available for scotland and our loose head crisis will officially be over mm. so, um, so far away it's so far away it's such a great situation for schumann though because obviously with south africa having relaxed their like caps laws and whatever yeah yeah that he can keep earning far more money than he would playing for the bulls and still eligible for selection he's one and of then if it doesn't happen he's like well fine i'll play for scotland he is one of those people that I, you do get the impression that he is enjoying playing for edinburgh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i don't think you don't think he's just here for like the cash he does seem to be enjoying his time i do he, kind he, of think he's the sort of person that could have gone anywhere it, and would have just gonna it. say <laughs> yeah. if he was at the ospreys at the moment like getting pumped every game he'd just be like this is the best place i've ever been <laughs> I, re- I, I really think he would. If he was playing with like um, Krasnyar, he'd be like, whoa, whoa. this place. Siberia. Yeah, wow. Exactly. <laughs> I really think he would. But thankfully, he's at Edinburgh for yep. another yeah. few years at least. We'll see. Um, and that's the last you'll hear us talking about it, just in case South Africa are listening yeah, and are interested in, um, in his performances. I haven't seen how long Dean and we Jimmy are ex- have extended to. I was trying to find it. I also got the fact that, like, Cockrell described Dean as a very good player. <laughs> Such a cool <Cheers>. man. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe it's a new thing that they're not um, announcing lengths of contracts. Yeah. Also, they're great for like, essentially, we Jimmy was probably what, in the sevens team. Probably thought his chances of a professional yeah, yeah, contract definitely. were over like two years ago. Had obviously a good good string of games and is now you know, going to move into at least what his third year of professional mm. rugby at like twenty nine. So yeah, Edinburgh done a Cockrum particularly has done a pretty good job of like picking Dean even like Farndale when it's been maybe international weeks. Yeah, yeah. Doogie Fife, Doogie Fife, well, George, um, last George year. Taylor at the weekend. George, but George Taylor hasn't been in the sevens. I mean, oh no, yeah, sorry. sorry. Um, and even like Ali Miller, who's sort of played quite a few sevens too. Yeah, yeah. Like, He's definitely got his sort of money's worth of those players when he must be told. Oh, he's just, no, no, they're just sevens players. I like, don't worry about them. He's like, no, no, these are my quite squad decent, players. Yeah. yeah, and then Kyle Stain getting a sign, getting re-signed, mm. and then scoring an absolute world. Yeah, celebrating try. with that try. So fair play to the man. He's another guy that came through the sevens and nobody really knew anything. And then yeah, almost got to the World Cup. Possibly could have gone to the World Cup. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a cap soon. There's yeah. a wing you can play. Glasgow, Carl Stain, yeah, rather than DTH, for example, because he came yeah. off the bench, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. yeah. Um, I guess he was covering center mainly. I kind of see him more as a wing, yeah. They seem to prefer him on out, out what, outside to, center. Well, they put Glasgow prefer him to Hugh Jones. You're joking, <laughs> <laughs> not Hugh Jones. Well, we I will think they prefer was it. Um, Stafford McDowell to <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> anybody yeah. literally anybody anyone in like the stage 3 academy I was, I was like, he's better I was, I was thinking could you have done a deal with like Racing where you you sent Hugh Jones and got Nakawara but then they've got like Vatawama what's his name it's <laughs> Vatawama Vatawama he, he is watching him recently I think he's like one of the, the best players in the world at the moment he is he can do things no one else real. can do at that club level, yeah. So there's a couple of bit, there's a couple of bits of Finn, great highlights of Finn from the yeah. weekend as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it was he's okay. just so good when he's behind a big pack. And a nice little cameo from Hoggy as well. Yeah, it's a couple of, couple of great comments on Twitter, which is like, why can't they do this for Scotland? And we all know why they can't do it for Scotland. Rugby. They also do do it for Scotland. He does little kicks like that all the time. They never work though. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Rugby Pass has like got obsessed with Finn Russell recently and keeps making all these memes about him. Being the greatest of all time. Yeah, being the GOAT. And one of them's like, <laughs> Scotland, it's like Scotland at 100% and it's got like a full squad photo. And underneath it's like Scotland at 99%. It's got Finn Russell. <laughs> They're quite funny, but yeah, I don't know why they suddenly become so obsessed with them. You'd love to see it anyway. Yeah. Um, right, shall we go into... We started flirting with talking about Glasgow. We, we didn't chat about yeah. the Scottish Schools Cup. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I actually, oh, what I didn't see it. You're pushing an agenda Gloss here. Gloss over that one. Didn't see it. Um, yes. It was a very a, a good win by Stumel. It sounded like a very good match. I think because Stumel had beaten Watsons earlier on in the season, so they were kind of favourites, but yeah. Watsons were on a pretty good run. Stumel yeah. ground them down with the mall, apparently. Really? Class- <laughs> yeah. Classic Stumel <laughs> mall. Classic Stumel <laughs> Didn't concede a penalty for 50 minutes, Stumel. Stumel didn't. Yep. That's very good play. Clean, clean cut boys. Very yeah, exactly. Cut. Disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the other thing was uh, the World Sevens started at the weekend. Yes. Oh, yeah, do we have to talk about that? <laughs> Scotland came third last. Yeah, well, I, I kept just checking and I was like, <laughs> I oh, we've pumped. lost again. Oh, we've lost again. We had a pretty tough group, to be fair. It was like... Yeah, well, but they, Australia aren't that good and they 
lost like 43-12. Yeah, and actually US came last of the cup teams. <laughs> it does seem to be like so, a thing, maybe I'm wrong, but it always seems that Scotland Sevens always starts really badly and then just finds its right. feet a little bit during the year. But now they've got Ireland on the circuit as well. Who yeah. Are like, yeah. Same guy, the guy scored five tries against Scotland in their match. Just one guy. <laughs> It's like schoolboy. It's like, yeah. give it to the fast guy. Yeah, I know. See, the Australian lad playing against Scotland whose name was Quadzilla. No. I'll show you later. That's terrifying. Sweet quads. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, don't know, I think the Scotland team feels like it's a little bit, I don't know, um, lacking a bit. I don't know they've got Robbie Ferguson. But outside of that, it's quite Yeah, I, it's kind of in transition, isn't it? Particularly yeah. when like, someone like Jamie Farndale isn't released. Yes. Exactly. Um, beyond that, I mean, you, obviously Tom Brown is an experienced hobby player, but this is his first proper year of sevens. Yeah. Like Alex Coombs as well, who's been the sevens team for two years now. But yeah. That's kind of like your experience. Yeah, yeah. You know? So maybe we'll just take a time for like, you know. Guys like that Femi Femi. Yeah. New exactly. seems to come completely out of nowhere. Newcastle Uni. He was playing for, he was at pre-season for Newcastle Uni at the start of the year. Was it? And then we went and played, um, I think we played like Premiership Sevens or something like that. I think he uh, got Absolutely it. carved yeah. up and everyone was like, holy monkey, he's so quick. <laughs> I think he got in like an England squad for a non-cap tournament. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. played for England Sevens before. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure how Scotland managed to, anyway. Like, don't know. Mark Dodson <laughs> knows how to make it work. But do, yeah. do we want to speak? I just remember another bit of news. Do we want to speak about the Gamal Murray governance review? Why don't you give a brief overview of what it is? I haven't read it, so I I'm not entirely sure I can to give read that much it, detail. And the full 27-page document is extremely boring, and it's like a legal document. That's probably what they want. Yeah. I think. I think basically they they went to um, a lot of clubs, sounded out a lot of opinions, um, and there's this sense that probably people knew before that there was a bit of a gap emerging between the pro game and the club game. Yeah. I think in the review, actually, they were pretty good at saying, like, this is unfortunate, but it is a result of changes in rugby and rugby becoming, like, more of a commercialized sport. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I think they basically suggested that um, a sort of restructuring of the sort of, like, corporate structure of Scotland. So I didn't understand yeah, it before, yeah, but there's, yeah. like, sort of the SRU Limited, which then has, like, trustees... Yes. But then all the clubs are members of this SRU kind of body. But then I think below that, they wanted to create a almost like community rugby board and then a pro rugby board just yeah. to separate those two. Um, and then I think within each, it, it would consist of non-execs, sort of board members, and then the actual sort of staff of the SRU who would be running those two separate arms. Sounds to me like I feel like everyone spent a hundred grand on a lot of buzzwords and a couple of org charts. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought, and I think. Well, then, is this not the one they were kind of forced into doing because of like um, Russell Gate and everything? Yeah, but I think there was a sense of kind of you could read that at first and go, "Oh, it's pretty good," and then it talks about um, electing people to the boards of each of these things. Yeah, how do you do it? Yeah, but it seems as if actually it won't be the clubs that nominate people. It will still be the SRU, and they have they have to get a certain amount of votes. But right, it wasn't really like that sort of that club driven, considering they are members, yeah. and that's what people want. They want the clubs to be reflected more as members. Dodson won't give away power. He's ruthless. He is ruthless. Chairman Mark. <laughs> Chairman, Chairman Mark. It's <laughs> quite good. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure more will come out. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it came it out on Friday. Like it so seems that the uh, it was fairly muted response from the Scottish rugby media, which mm. are usually pretty ferocious. Yeah. If the SRU have done something that is, I think the disappointment. Yeah, I, th- like, I think the disappointment was it was just a bit underwhelming. It was like, oh, is that it really? Yeah. Rather than getting particularly upset, it's what you want a governance report to be, just like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, like David Barnes needs a weekend off from just getting really upset. But then they, about the and then they, they released a sort of video to accompany it, and <laughs> Dee Bradbury looks like the saddest woman on the planet. She doesn't crack a smile once. And at the end, she's like, "I hope you all have a great Christmas." She just, <laughs> <laughs> she just like, come back from the Glasgow uh, Uni uh, dinner, right? <laughs> exactly. She's, she's in a bad mood. Um, on that point, on that point, on. let's move on to talk about Glasgow versus La Rochelle right after this quick message from. Find a player. Sorry for this very brief interruption to some great Scottish rugby content, but we just wanted to send a message from our friends over at Find a Player. Rugby season is well underway, but organizing your games can still be a bit of a nightmare. Get yourself onto the App Store and download the Find a Player app. The Finder Blair squad management tool makes organizing a breeze with features that help you to tack numbers so you don't lose count of who's in and out on your WhatsApp group. You can rate your mates after you play them. How good is that? And you can pick teams based on player skills and fitness. So get your squad out of the WhatsApp group and run your team through the Finder Player app. That's on the App Store, Finder Player. And if you use the special code, which you'll find on our Twitter page or in the show um, description of this podcast, you will be added to a group of fellow Thistle listeners. So you will find the best and smartest people in Scotland to add to your team. That is the Find a Player app. Get it on your app store now. Right. Glasgow winning away from home 27-24 to against La Rochelle coming from behind. Kyle Stain, as we discussed earlier, with an absolute worldy um, of a winning try. Glasgow grinding it out away from home. Not something we are very used to seeing. Not at all. Um, and I think sort of the, the first half, they did some good stuff, but did some pretty harebrained stuff. And it looked like another one of those matches where they were going to get just overpowered by what was like a pretty scary Labrachelle yeah. pack um, but fair I think the, the sort of when they got that penalty just before half time I think they were 18-6 down yeah and it was pretty much in front of the post to put it in the corner it's like super ballsy and for that to pay off how many times have Glasgow or Scotland kicked to the corner and then been repelled in the mall I reckon we've got a 5% success yeah. rate of kicking penalties yeah. to the corner and then scoring for I think that was the moment yeah. that really kind of although they didn't take the lead it Obviously narrowed the gap, and I think that right. just sort of a little, little trick play off the line out. Yeah, it was nice. So moving the, the that's pod. the that's the five percent. There's that one, like the Alex Dunbar one against um, Ireland. Yeah, Hamish uh, Watson against, Watson against that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only time we so win. You, you can't. So you just you can't throw to two and try and set up a mall. It doesn't no, work. Yeah. Um, but no, like to to go away to a French team uh, and win a game of that, which was a sort of topsy turvy like lead changing hands, was really impressive. And you could see at the end of the match like how much it meant to them after a pretty difficult start to the season. Absolutely, yeah. The Because um, I guess what start of the second half, Glasgow were kind of pinned back as well. Mm. So you kind of felt that if La Rochelle got the first try out in the second half, potentially that was sort of game yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. And obviously they were on the attack. 
and we met a while ago, he just pops up. Oh, so good. And does one of those things where it can either be probably a try or potentially a yellow card. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but the ball popped up and yeah. he absolutely stormed Very in. Very good finish. I don't know if you saw the... Was it the front page of the Sunday Times sports section? Yeah. Sweet pick of like Matawala like diving in. You see Craig Watson's picks of it's like a series yeah, of him yeah, going yeah. in. Like really like, yeah, like so eight good. of them just captured like fully him coming coming oh, down to score a try. Really, really good. good. Yeah, it's really good. Um It was amazing. And then a little cross field one of those little sort of like cross field passes, mm. um, Hastings to Stain, and then just inside outside, see you later from like sixty meters. So probably good. too easy to be fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. quite surprised it got away. And you look at it again, you're like, eh. Should have but, made that. I mean, professional rugby player. Yeah. I mean, the fact like Hastings is chucking in a crossfield kick from like behind the 10 meter line. I like it. Yeah. You, love, do. you do love to see yeah. it. I guess going back to the piece around doing that driving mall at the end of the first half, probably the two moments in the, because I don't actually think Glasgow played particularly well. Yeah, it's very scrappy. Very, very scrappy. Um, but the two moments that are probably very un Glasgow were A, to drive them all at the end of the first half and then be the kind of last-ditch defence mm. at the end of the second half yeah. where kind of felt La Rochelle might... And obviously they could have got the draw if they wanted to. Yeah. But for them, where they're currently at on the table, it doesn't really make sense to mm. go for anything other than the win. But Glasgow D held firm and you could see yeah, you could see at the end they were mm. absolutely loving it. Yeah. I think um, Cummings and Brown got in the Times Team of the Week. Yeah, did yeah. they? I thought they were pretty impressive. I think Cummings is probably the one player that's come off the back of the World Cup and is almost like maybe the, the strongest forward mm. playing in yeah. South Scotland. Yeah. Well, actually, Jamie Ritchie played pretty well for uh, Edinburgh. I suppose it, maybe with Cummings because he didn't really get like a proper look in at the World Cup that yeah. he doesn't get affected so much by that sort of malaise. Cummings is going to be better than Johnny Gray. I think if I'm a rounded player, he's got a much better game all over than Johnny Gray. He makes yards. Maybe a nice combo then. Maybe yeah. a nice combo. Because obviously Johnny Gray won't get dropped. But no. well, Johnny Gray does a job, you know. He's kind of like the George Cruz. He's not the Atoji. He's never going to be the, like, the Atoji. Yeah. Yes. Um, That's uh, the analogy, Alan. I'm not saying Cummings is going to be a Atoji. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is much more athletic, though. Yes. It's exactly. more, yeah, it's more dynamic. Exactly. Any, what do we think of this Siuli guy? Uh, he was reasonable when he came on. Yeah, he was all right. For his first. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't look, he's not that big as a prop. No, he's no. not. Like, and even when you see photos of him sort of like doing press stuff, you're like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the nuke is a big lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a big head. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah. why they've gone for a different style. They're like, we've had the nuke. <laughs> that didn't really done. work. <laughs> Let's go the other way. Let's is get the nuke's contract up at the end of this year? I've got a feeling it's not. I think, yeah. Just, I mean, just swanning on. around come the on. SRU, slagging off John Barkley that he's never beaten Tonga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke, guy, yeah. Um, but it does leave Glasgow in quite a precarious position because Exeter keep picking up um, bonus points. Yeah. So Glasgow played 3 1 2, but only on eight points and no bonus points in either of them. So that, that sort of runner up slot is looking <laughs> a little bit tricky. Yeah, well, well, maybe not. You got then, a good chance if you if you win four games, you normally got a good chance of yeah, sniffing around yeah. like that seventh or eighth position. I think yeah. obviously La Rochelle now, whom La Rochelle's good chance they put out a second team. Yeah, um, Shark, Sale Sharks away. Like at that point, Sale might be out of the running. Yeah, and then Exeter at home would be the last fixture. Uh, yeah, I thought sale, no Sale, Sale. Sorry, but yeah, but Exeter at home, like 
Glasgow beaten them before. Yeah. They were close for a half against them. And if they got a bit of momentum, you know, on the back of, say, two La Rochelle wins. Yeah. Exeter are a bloody good team, but I could see them winning it. My issue for Glasgow is I think I think they will beat La Rochelle next week. And then I think they would just like to have probably like a Dragons and an Ospreys. Yeah. Who have they got? Leinster. Hashtag Unite They've the City. Edinburgh. Oh, Unite the City. They've got Edinburgh trying to bring together the most broken city in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sort of I part that because it's just too it's too traumatic. Just thinking back to those days of Man. the division, <laughs> division separating families, Castorfin and Leith. The thing is, Un- uncles and uncles have never met their what, nephews. What part of Edinburgh are you looking forward to going to most when uh, uh, the city's united? Oh, good question. Um, I've heard about this place called Deep Sea World, which sounds really cool on the other side. I quite like to go Deep there. Sea World's not really Edinburgh. Yeah, that's in Fife, mate. It's nice, isn't it, mate? We, we've united the sea. We we uni- get, we're we're united the region. <laughs> um, I thought it was just like kind of like random places they chose though. Cause at least in yeah. and I get is Southside. Like it's not really an area. It's kind <laughs> yeah, of just it's like a, a, it's a big area. It's just like a broad region. <laughs> and then Haymarket, it's just a station. It's not really like an area. It's kind of gorgy. Yeah, I wouldn't say you lived in. Yeah, I would, yeah. Not many people would say they'd lived in Haymarket. Exactly. And then what about East Edinburgh? What about lads in Portobello? Oh. Is Portobello Edinburgh? That's, yeah, that's Edinburgh. Well, but muscle bread got, Edinburgh? Mm. You've kind of got like north of Leith, south of the south side, west of Castorfin, Haymarket's kind of middle. Just forgotten about the lads out east. There's so many more though. Like, I'd love, to, I'd love to have sat down in that meeting where they probably listed out all the potential areas they could have used <laughs> in the promotional. This is the promotional video. Yes, sort of like I haven't they, seen this video. They flash actually. up. What? You no, I, haven't, I thought the Arkestorf and Lee tweet was just something we'd come up ourselves. No, no, no. There was a video where they're oh like, "We've got to bring the city together." Kostorfin, Leith, Southside, Haymarket, come together to support your team against the famously united Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. Glasgow, Glasgow, Glasgow far more divided city, than yeah. Edinburgh <laughs> along several lines. Um. But yes, Edinburgh looking good. Going in. Edinburgh are looking mm. good. 31-20, they beat Wasps at BT Murrayfield. A lovely brace from uh, from Big Doohan um, and Kinghorn. That Edinburgh back three looking very, very tasty. Having Darcy Graham back in it as well. Yeah. I was always Edinburgh thought, in general. Just I always thought very, they'd very win that match. But it's. I think actually that 31-20 is a bit um, flattering for Wasps. I think like Edinburgh were, were home and dry long before that. Yeah, completely. I mean, um, I mean, wasps have fallen a long way. I mean, not yeah. to take away from Edinburgh's performance, but no. wasps are not the. Uh, when you look at the score sheet and you think, "Oh, sop away. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, it was playing for them. You're like, yeah. And even, alive. I've said it before, but like Cockrell loves to rotate his team. So there's no Bill yeah. Matter. Um, was it Hickey again at 10? Hickey at 10. Like even even ta- 10, Taylor starting. Then Taylor and Jimmy. Maybe, like who's, who's doing extremely well, exactly. But they're not guys maybe that you'd... And you've obviously got your probably your first choice back three, but um, just look at that front five. Edinburgh's front five: there's Showman, McAnally, Bergen, Tulis, Gilchrist. Yeah, that so is a, a good very base. very effective Champions Cup Challenge Cup. Um, Teams played together. Five. Teams yeah. played must have played together so many times now as yeah. well. And then the back row: Richie, yeah. Watson, and Haining. Haining, who's been very yeah, very good, been good since yeah. he's been a great pickup for Edinburgh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's that experience, that front five. Because Toulouse, Gilchrist, McAnally have definitely all got over 100 caps. Yeah. Bergen yeah. potentially yeah. has as well. And then Scoom is just class. Yeah, definitely. And to be fair, the Wasp backline is pretty good. That Wasp pack is at, is pretty dog. Yeah. And that Edinburgh pack is just... So that, that's how you beat Wasps. Yeah. Just streetwise enough to know how to play them. Yeah. And then we've got the back three. Mm. Edinburgh now have the back three to be able to kind of mm. put away a lot of those chances. Yeah. So um, yeah, it leaves Edinburgh pretty well placed in that group. Yes. Yeah. The away match sure. to Bordeaux. Will yeah, be interesting. it's interesting. Yeah. So Rada again is just like running through people for fun. Maybe we've got another late trip to Bordeaux. Didn't we look at it though and it, we can't do the weekend or something? Probably. I think we did look at it. Yeah. Let's, let's come I'm back off to I'm off to Cov this weekend. Oh yeah. Are you going to Cov? Yeah, I'm going to the lost match. Oh, nice. Yeah. You see a guy that looks like Harry Potter... With like a little beard, it's Matt. <laughs> it's an we'll old, put up a photo it's an old of Matt. Harry Potter. We'll put up a photo of Matt, and if you see him in Coventry, go and speak to him. <laughs> He'll buy you a beer. He was saying earlier, which is nice. Uh, uh, yeah, possibly out of our out of our coffers, which I'm in charge of. So yeah, unlucky. It. Well, It'd be interesting no, no. to see what team Edinburgh put out though, because we have kind of said that oh, maybe they won't take the Challenge Cup that seriously. But once you kind of get to that yeah. point, and you're like, oh well, we could make you get it. A, a way victory at Wasps. That'd be quite good. I do feel like it's less important to come top of your group in the Challenge Cup than like the Champions Cup. The Champions Cup, if you come like seventh or eighth, you'll end up playing Leinster away, yeah. Toulouse away, yeah. or play Racing away. Whereas like in the Challenge Cup, you probably end up playing like the Dragons away, or yeah, yeah something like that. You know, you're not. There's just not or like Leicester away, and you bet. Ah, oh, you probably win that. Yeah, I feel like Edinburgh, the Gulf. I feel like in the Champions Cup, there is just like four or five teams. That are quite far ahead of other teams. But yeah. Wasps now must be at a point where they need well, to pack in the Challenge got, Cup. They've got to focus on the what? Premiership. Yeah, because yeah. I think they've lost now to Bordeaux and Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, they're on right? five. They're Edinburgh and Bordeaux points. on twelve points each. Um, I mean, I think if Edinburgh really want to, <sighs> go you know, away. Bordeaux just concentrate in the league. <laughs> Do you see this? Do you see the Bordeaux Asian score? Uh, no. Did so put like six on them? It's like 73-6. Oh, God. So. <laughs> right, well. I think if Edinburgh. A way win. A if Edinburgh actually wants to unite the city, a little cup run. Yeah. Would be, you'd love to see it. Yeah, that'd be good. Because then you get to, the, you get to the, the, the tail end of the Challenge Cup. Good teams. It's mm. exciting. A bit of silverware. And just that winning mentality in a club that's not had it for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Agreed. Um, so I'd be, I think, I think, I think I they might. I think they're going into these 1872 Cup by far the stronger of the two. Like they've got to be favourites. They've got to be favourites against Glasgow. It's Scotland yeah. first. La Rochelle wins big. Yeah. It's Scotland first, then yeah. Murrayfield, yeah. I think if they, if 
Glasgow can go into the back of that on the back of sorry, two wins against La Rochelle. That's that's different. Gravy, that's yeah. pretty impressive. What I just even are... even that I just felt like looking at that Glasgow lineup before the match. It was like the strongest team they yeah. put out, and you're like, yeah, that's still that can be a good a good side. What we are forgetting, though, is the unwritten rule of Scottish rugby is that the 1872 Cup is the worst fixture of the whole calendar. Yeah. It back isn't, to back, yeah. two dreadfully dreary games. Yeah. And we still go. Why do we always we go? Still, we still always go. Which I think go. plays into Edinburgh's hands, though. Oh, yeah. Dreary suits Edinburgh, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. They're used to playing in an empty Murray field. <laughs> Whereas Glasgow, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> the Scotland lads are like, it's usually fool when we're here. <laughs> um... Looking forward to United the City, though. I, I'm yeah. looking forward to finally putting it behind us. I've got yeah. faith. I think it's going to be a good game. Do you actually? Yeah. Why? Maybe it, maybe it's Scotston. <laughs> maybe it's Scotston, to be fair. It's always bad at Murrayfield. That's so, a given. So Scotston's pre-Christmas. Yeah. 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 Murrayfield's after. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the one in between that I think's worse. Because <laughs> everyone's had their Christmas day. Uh, yeah, I can't, it's hard yeah, to get agree. back agree. into it. Yeah, the like, really? Is the rugby still quite on? good because it's like celebratory? Yeah. Um, that I think um, <clears throat> Ali Crawley was asking us to plug the Cavs game on the twenty seventh. Ah, yes. Do that now. Do you want to see out of shape podcasters <laughs> playing rugby during Christmas? If the answer is yes, <laughs> <laughs> and also a host of other people, come yeah. to Is it Orium on the Is 27th? it Orium? I think it's four o'clock kickoff. Um, <clears throat> the Cavaliers Foundation have been doing. Sorry. <clears throat> You right? Loads of work, even with uh, the SRU at the moment, um, on concussion. Uh, yeah. They're trialing like special headwear um, and that kind of stuff. So doing some pretty interesting things. Um, and it should be quite a good day out. Lots of various matches and stuff. And um, it's at the Orium on the 27th of yeah. December. Yep. Tickets we can, we'll are put it, We'll put where? it on Twitter for more uh, details. Um, and you're both playing. We're both yes. playing. We are. Um, have fun Alan didn't make the uh, required fighting weight unfortunately to play it it's a shame <laughs> no one asked you did they? oh no <laughs> no no one asked me um, yeah it's been the first game of rugby I've played in a good number of yeah, years yeah so the, the Cavs have got two projects funded with the SOU at the moment um, co-funding a revamp to the coaches training platform to boost, uh, boost info on concussion treatment tackle technique and also fund a program to pilot digital mouth guards with the SOU dentist at Edinburgh Uni. I don't know if we need to get into the details, but what's a digital mouth guard? <laughs> the mouth guard measures head impacts, which can be overlaid using a simulation model of the brain. So doctors can assess whether where the brain moves, what force it moved, and therefore the genuine impact of a So it has like a thing in the mouth guard that's like connected to a phone or by like Bluetooth or something like that. I'm reading word for word the information I've been given. So <laughs> I, I've got nothing else. Um, something more about the software but... platform that's running. <laughs> yeah, How does that work? Who's its cloud provider? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't seem that far-fetched, does it? No, it doesn't. Like, everything's got a you know, Bluetooth connection. Yeah, it's got a sensor or something. Yeah. yeah. Might as well have one in your mouth. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, great. Well, thanks very much. And we will be back next week to see how we get on uh, in Europe and then building up to uniting the city um all the best thanks a lot cheers bye cheers ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.